Welcome into another episode of Locked On Phillies. And in today's episode, the Philadelphia Phillies have signed Whit Merrifield, an all-star from this past year, to be a super utility man for the team in 2024 and maybe 2025. I'll tell you why I absolutely love the signing, and all of you should too. It's also Mailbag Monday, so we're going to answer a couple questions from the audience. And we have 38 days till opening day. So who's the best Philly to ever wear number 38? I'll give you my pick as we get into today's episode of Locked on Phillies. You are Locked on Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. Happy President's Day to everybody out there. It's Monday, and uh, thank you so much for checking us out. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that great stuff. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today, and you'll get $150 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash On. To get started, and my goodness, we've got to move, folks. The Philadelphia Phillies went out and they signed Whit Merrifield, a all-star in the American League last year, a guy who's led the American League in hits, who's led it in doubles, who's led it in triples, who's led it in stolen bases. This guy is a versatile, versatile player. Now, I talked about the Whit Merrifield potential signing. I said, I don't know how likely it is. Because of one reason, the Philadelphia Phillies are looking for somebody to add to their bench depth. Whit Merrifield was an all-star last year. And to get him to come here and say, okay, you're going to be playing a bench role for this team, that's incredible. Uh, Let me give you the parameters of the deal first, all right? Uh, So he signed a one-year contract with a club option for next year. It's $8 million. You've got a $1 million buyout. Well, the salary will be $7 million this year, and that $1 million buyout would get him to $8 million if they choose to not put him into his second year of this potential contract. If they re-up the contract, then you'll just go ahead with the same stuff next year. And, um, yeah, or sorry, the club option would be $8 million. And with bonuses and everything, he can max out at $16.6 million over two seasons. So, Whit Merrifield's 34 years old, right? He's on the back end of his career. That, I think, was the contributing factor here. Because if he's a 29-year-old all-star, there's no way he's coming to a place he's not going to start, right? Whit Merrifield is a very versatile. He's played like seven positions at the major league level. And not just like, oh, I played one game at first base. Like, no, he's played a lot of positions on the baseball diamond. Basically, uh, I think the only ones he doesn't really play are catch and pitch. But bottom line is he's an unbelievably versatile defender, and I think he's a really valuable free agent pickup. I could not be more excited about this deal. The reason I said I didn't think it was going to be happening, like I didn't think the Philadelphia Phillies were going to sign with Merrifield, was because I did not think he would come here and want to be in a bench role. I thought that guy still thought he could start, and maybe he does, right? Maybe there's something weird here, and maybe we'll see over spring training. 
oh, well, Brandon Marsh isn't playing. Whit Merrifield looks really good in the outfield. He's going to be the guy, which I'd be slightly disappointed in, but having Brandon Marsh come off the bench wouldn't be terrible. Uh, Johan Rojas, the center field, if he doesn't perform, now you've got Whit Merrifield, who was an all-star last year, to potentially play out there. Now, that wouldn't be great because Rojas won't be on the bench, right? Marsh could be on the bench at the major league level if Whit Merrifield's unbelievable. But Rojas will go down to AAA so he can get at bats and continue his development. And that's not something I want to see happen. I want him to help out the major league team. So the ideal situation is Rojas is your everyday center fielder. Marsh is your everyday left fielder. Whit Merrifield is a super utility man off the bench who brings a lot of veteran know-how and some real skill. He was an all-star just last year, multi-time all-star in his career. Uh, that adds to the depth of the Philadelphia Phillies in Incredibly, and for not a lot of money. I mean, eight million dollars or seven million and a one million dollar buyout. Plus, you got the club option for next year. Let's say he fits really, really well and has a great season. Maybe even an All Star again. Who knows? No, he probably won't be in uh, Philly simply because he won't be playing enough. Uh, at least as long as everyone's healthy. But then he has a good year. You want him back. You don't want to have to dip into free agency again. You go, okay, wit, fine, club option, $8 million again. Let's roll. And you're totally fine for the next two years there. Here's the best part of it, right? The absolute best part. All due respect to this player. Jake Cave is a professional baseball player. But look at that upgrade. Just It's not – Whit Merrifield over Brandon Marsh. It's not Whit Merrifield over Johan Rojas. No, it is Whit Merrifield over Jake Cave and Christian Pache. Are either of those guys going to be all-stars at any point in their career? Probably not. Whit Merrifield has been multiple times. He's a guy that still has it. He can still play a little bit. Very good defender. Like, speed. He's going to steal swipe. He's going to still swipe bags. I was said steal swipe bags. But same thing. He's going to be so good for the Philadelphia Phillies in 2024. Uh, if you're not excited about this signing, you need to get in the comments. You need to tell me why. Because this is perfect. Now, I want to Kike Hernandez uh, because, again, part of me wanting Kike Hernandez as like the super utility guy was because I did not believe that Whit Merrifield was going to want to come to Philadelphia and play a backup role. Then, Kike Hernandez has not been as good as of late. He's very similar to Whit Merrifield, and he's a veteran player that's been around the block, has shown his ability to play and everything. But Whit Merrifield's better right now if you just look at his last year. I mean, I want to pull this up and go to his baseball reference page as far as what he did last year because it's incredible that this dude is going to be your Jake Cave replacement. Like, this guy could start for a lot of teams in baseball. Um, he batted 272 last year. He was an all-star and for the Blue Jays, he, he's listen, he's listed as second baseman and outfielder. He can play all across the outfield. He can play all across the infield. Uh, but just last year, I mean, 272, he stole 26 bags, 11 home runs. I mean, that's not anything crazy, but like you'll take 11 home runs, 67 RBIs, um, yeah, 36 walks. I mean, he slashed 272, 318, 382 with a 700 OPS. That's not exactly like right home to anyone numbers, but he's gotten MVP votes before. He's been an all-star three times. He is now the new Jake Cave for this team. I feel a lot more comfortable, by the way, right-handed bat too. 
in the outfield, which is what the Phillies wanted. I feel a lot more comfortable with where the Philadelphia Phillies are at, just overall team-wise with Whit Merrifield here. I don't know how you couldn't. He does everything they need him to do. He hits consistently. He puts together good at-bats. He brings athleticism and speed, can swipe bags if you need to. He can play defense at a billion different positions. He's been there, done that, all-star, MVP, votes. I... Here's what worries me, right? You might say, okay, well, it sounds too good to be true. And you got him for $7 million with a $1 million buyout. I already kind of brought it up, but here's what worries me. The Philadelphia Phillies, to get him in the building, said, hey, bro, you're going to start a good amount. We don't have faith in Marsh or we don't have faith in Rojas. And you're going to have a chance to earn that starting job. Like if you're putting him in an outfield competition in camp, and one of those guys in Brandon Marsh is currently recovering from a knee procedure that will cause him to miss a lot of spring training. Well, that's kind of throwing a wrench into the development of Marsh and Rojas. It's putting the pressure on them. Now, pressure can burst pipes or pressure can make diamonds. Maybe you see what Merrifield come in if you're on Rojas and you're like, all right, let's roll. I'm going to prove to you I'm better than this guy. I'm going to prove to you I deserve to start. Marsh, when he gets back and healthy, might think the same thing. Or it could be, Oh, do they not think I'm good enough? And you end up with Whit Merrifield playing 100 games in the outfield this year. Like, that wouldn't be the worst thing, but I just I want him to be a depth piece for this team because he would be so far and above the talent level of a depth piece. So if Ross plays well and Marsh plays well, then you have one of the better bench options in all of baseball in Whit Merrifield uh, for the 2023 – or sorry – 2024 and possibly 2025 season as well if you use the club option. So I can't get enough of this move. I love it so much. The Phillies finally made another splash. So add this in the second spot behind the Aaron Nola signing and or Aaron Nola re-signing, I should say. And I'm ecstatic. I can't wait for opening day. 38 days away. Later on in the show, we're going to get into our opening day countdown. Tell you the best Philly to ever wear number 38. But coming up next, it is Mailbag Monday. Obviously, the Whit Merrifield news takes first spot. I can never get the right word between precedent and precedence. But uh, obviously, the priority is the Whit Merrifield news that broke on uh, Friday after I'd already recorded the episode. So I know you're uh, Jones and all weekend for that. But uh, I also want to answer some questions, some very interesting ones from our fans. we got a couple more responses this time around. So we're going to rapid fire a couple coming up as we continue today's episode of Locked on Phillies. First, let me tell you about my friends over at FanDuel, though. You can get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams. You can do quick bets. You can do live same-game parlays, uh, exclusive props that only exist on FanDuel, and more. I mean, you just said the NBA All-Star game last night. You know what that means? All-Star breaks over. So when they come back, it's a mad dash to the playoffs. And there are a lot of chances for you to make some money on futures, money line bet, over-under, spread, all that great stuff. So just visit FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. All right, let's get into Mailbag Monday. So put out this tweet and uh, had a good number of responses. So I appreciate everyone who's checked in. I'm going to try and get to all of them. We're going to run through some of this stuff quickly. Going in reverse order because I just got a couple like last night and everything too. 
But as long as you get them in before I record Monday's episode, I'll try my best to get to your questions. So this one comes to us from Twitter from Tim Moore at Tim Moore 4289. And Tim says, rest was an issue last year. How do we feel about Sosa floating a day at third base, a day at shortstop, a day at second base, giving everyone about 120 games? Obviously, if the guys are hot and they wouldn't rest until they cool off, would get Sosa more time at bats and get the entire infield well-needed rest. Well, it's not just Sosa now. Remember, Tim, we've got that guy we were just talking about, Whit Merrifield, who's now in the building. I do honestly believe, like I firmly believe this, part of the reason the Braves have not had postseason success the past two years is the volume of games and innings they play in the regular season. I think that team has a bunch of guys who are very durable, who go out there and want to play 162 and come very close every year. Some hit that mark. And I think that if they won, like, if they won 96 games this past year and gave up, like, I don't know, a couple more wins, they would have had relatively the same spot in the seating. I don't know off the top of my head if they was seated in the same exact spot, but they would have been up there still. And then you would have had, well-rested players, maybe more rested to feel better and zone in on the postseason. Like, I think burnout's a real thing. And I think that getting these guys healthy rest is good. But I also want to see Alec Bohm play a good amount, Bryson Stott play a good amount because they're younger players. Like, there is a balance to it. I think my answer to that question would be, you're not going to have a set rotation of like Edmundo Sosa plays every third day or fourth day. But... With Whit Merrifield, with Edmundo Sosa, you have two really trustworthy, balanced defenders. One that could play all the way across the infield, one that could play all the way across the infield and outfield in Whit Merrifield. And if you have any option or any problems with guys getting tired, you have two great options to handle that in Sosa and Merrifield. So I wouldn't be too worried about rest being an issue this year. And that's why the acquisition of Whit Merrifield was a big thing. Uh, this next question comes from uh, Sean at Sean Gore six seven three nine five 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 six or something. Uh, Sean asks, should the Phillies lock up Bryson Stott to a long term deal now, like the Braves did with their young talent? Here's the thing about that: I don't think that it would be a bad idea. Like if we got the notification on our phone today, Bryson Stott signs eight year deal worth eighty million dollars with the Philadelphia Phillies. I'm just throwing out a random number. Like, but if we got the notification that he signed a long-term deal with the Philadelphia Phillies today, I don't think anyone in this fan base would be mad about it. But there are more pressing issues. This goes in the same category about the Bryce Harper extension talks, how he kind of wants an extension, pressing on the Phillies a little bit to do that. Zach Wheeler is going to be a free agent at the end of this year. You need to re-sign him or he is gone. If you don't give Bryce a slot an extension, yeah, the price might go up this year if he plays better than he even did last year and continues on his trajectory to stardom, but you won't lose him. You will lose one of the better postseason pitchers in history if Zach Wheeler walks after this year. So you have other priorities. Uh, I think the Phillies have considered stuff like this with Stott, with Marsh, maybe with Rojas, depending on what they see this year, young players like that, maybe a Ryan Kirkering, but – Baseball, young players are at such a disadvantage when it comes to the way that arbitration and service time and everything is handled. Uh, it takes a while to get to free agency. I don't think they're in a rush to lock up Stott. I do understand what you're saying with the way the Braves handle it. I wouldn't be mad if they did it. I don't expect them to at least 
this year or early on in this year. If a Wheeler extension gets done in spring training, that changes everything, and we'll have that discussion then. Uh, our guy Sean Fitzpatrick, who always uh, checks in on this on Twitter, asks, who are your dark horse candidates to win a job out of spring training? I'm going with two, David Dahl and Connor Brogdon. Connor Brogdon, I – Again, all due respect when I have these critiques of Major League Baseball players. They're Major League Baseball players or professional baseball players for some guys in the minors. But I don't think Connor Brogdon's all that good. Uh, we'll see what they do in free agency the rest of the way because, as you can tell from the Whit Merrifield signing on Friday, there are still moves to be potentially made. Um, so they may add to the bullpen. Connor Brogdon has no more options, so if he's going to be uh, not on the Major League team, he's going to have to clear waivers like – We'll see how that works out. David Dahl is an interesting one. We haven't talked about this yet. I'm going to get more into it. Whit Merrifield, obviously, was the biggest signing. But David Dahl is an interesting one. He's a former all-star outfielder. He was an all-star with the Rockies. Now, you can argue, uh, was that a situation where he was the all-star because he was on the Rockies? Or um, we'll, we'll discuss David Dahl in tomorrow's episode because he's a very interesting case. With Whit Merrifield being able to play all the positions that he does, I just don't think there's a roster spot for David Dahl, but maybe it could be that Pache and uh, Jake Cave are both on the outside looking in, and your outfield depth options are Merrifield and Dahl coming in. So we'll discuss that a little bit farther in tomorrow's episode. Good question, Sean. I don't like Connor Brogdon to get that spot out of camp, but I understand your argument on Dahl, and we'll dive deeper into it. And one more for you here. Um and this comes from George Hant at George Sings 96, our friend over from across the pond who was excited about the uh, Phillies playing in the uh, the London series. This is a tricky question. This is one that I don't like to really get into, but enough people in the fan base are talking about it. Will the Philadelphia Phillies keep dancing on my own? And he says he would love to hear it, when the Phillies are in London. It's a tough conversation because I know some people like love this song, just love this song. This makes you remember 2022 and 2023 and the runs they went on. It kind of came out of nowhere in 2022. Uh, I think it's actually a really good song. I listened to it before it became the Philly song. So I've known this song for years and I really like, I just enjoy the music. And I know a lot of people are tired of it. Losing in the World Series, losing in the NLCS, people are tired of it. Here's what I'll say. The Phillies in the clubhouse, they don't care whether or not people think it's worn out or like the song or whatever. They like it, so they use it. I don't know if that'll change this year. Keeping the locker room together and running it back, I don't know why it would change, though. Unless someone like Kyle Schwarber, um, who's – basically the locker room leader, locker room president, unless Kyle Schwarber comes out and he's like, we got to switch up the mojo, we need a new song, I think it's going to stay the same. So I would say that it is a 60% chance that Dancing on My Own is back, a 40% chance that it's something else this year, a different song entirely. Not just based the probability on how many players have returned and why they would change it. From their perspective, not from the fan base's perspective, but from the player's perspective. So, uh, yeah, I I think there's a better chance than not it is the song again this year. We'll keep you updated, George, but hope for your sake, if you like that song and you love to hear it, they're playing it for you 
in London when they take on the Mets in that two-game series coming up in June. Um, yeah, so there you have it. That's Mailbag Monday. Thank you so much to everyone who checked in. Appreciate it. I hope the uh, submissions continue to grow. Uh, those are all via Twitter. So if you respond, trust me, you'll see. I'll get to your question. We'll run through and I'll give you some time to uh, control the content here on Lock Club Philly. So I appreciate all that. Coming up next, we're going to get into our opening day number countdown. We're 38 days till opening day. So who's the best number 38 in Philadelphia Phillies history? We'll get into it coming up as we wrap up Locked on Phillies. All right. Passion, drive, and patience. That's what brings home the winning trophy. It's also what keeps your vehicle alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and to level it up to peak performance. You got superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more. You might be into speed. You might be into power. You might be into style. You might be into all three. eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit. That's kind of the point of it, right? Every time on your ride or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. And with all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP to bring home that win. You keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. All right, we're on to day 38 of our opening day countdown. It's 38 days until March 28th when the Phillies take on the Atlanta Braves in their opening day game at Citizens Bank Park. Awesome. Can't wait for it. And we've been doing a countdown with jersey numbers. Now, 38 is a kind of interesting one here. There are uh, not a crazy amount of options for 38. It's kind of one of those numbers that's in the – uh, a little bit in a dead zone there between like the lower 30s that pitchers normally wear and the 40s that relief pitchers sometimes wear. 38's kind of in a dead zone a little bit, but there are some solid 38s in recent years. Jorge Alfaro, who before we knew about JT Romuto potentially being affiliate and then becoming one, Jorge Alfaro was the future of the catcher position here in Philadelphia. Solid player. He carved out a little bit of time in his major league career with the Marlins, with the Padres. Uh, Chad Billingsley back in 2015 wore it. Kyle Kendrick wore it from 2007 to 2014. Kyle Kendrick would probably be a solid pick to look at. And you go back uh, for the old timers, 1966 to 1971, Rick Wise wore the number 38. Larry Christensen wore it 73 to 83. I got to go with this guy, though. I mean, by just ability on the field. Kurt Schilling as number 38 from 1992 to 2000. It's the best Philly to ever wear that number. Like, he's the best 38 in Philadelphia Phillies history. The guy's an all-time great pitcher. He was unbelievable with the Philadelphia Phillies and just over the course of his career. I know how some people feel about Kurt Schilling as a person. I'm just evaluating the ball player. And when he stood on the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies, or really at any point in his career, the guy was absolutely lights out. He was an outstanding pitcher. And there's no one that really comes close to his peak level of ability on the baseball diamond that wore 38 for the Philadelphia Phillies. So uh, I got to go with Schilling. I got to remember the times from 92 to 2000 and what he did for this franchise on the mound. And listen, I get it. 
I, I understand that uh, about the person he is, but as far as on the baseball diamond, number 38 in Philadelphia Phillies, red and white, well, red pinstripes, white jersey, uh, it's got to be showing just out of respect for the baseball player. Uh, so, yeah, that's our countdown tomorrow. We got number 37. We're getting closer. By the end of this week, we're going to be nearly doing a month. So uh, that's going to be great. The sooner we get to opening day, the sooner we get to see the Philadelphia Phillies and what they look like now with their new-look signing of Whit Merrifield. Like I said, we're going to talk about the doll signing in uh, tomorrow's episode, get a little bit more into the idea behind what the Philadelphia Phillies are doing. At some point this week, I'm going to have to update my roster predictions because that's been completely changed with the Merrifield signing that I didn't think was actually coming. So fun stuff still to get into. But that's all for today's episode of Locked on Phillies. So thank you so much for checking us out. Please make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing to the YouTube, all that great stuff. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you next time on the next episode of Locked on Phillies.